everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shelley from Ad Advance, and today I am joined by Nick Cosgrove from Ad Advance. Uh, Nick, it's awesome to have you on the podcast, man. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. So Nick is our Director of Partnerships, and so we wanted to bring him on to kind of talk through like different conferences that are available for folks that are out there, how we approach conferences, you know, some key key partnerships that we've been able to develop through these and some other key takeaways there. Uh, but before we get into that, Nick, it's always fun to hear background, like how you got involved with Ad Advance and what you're doing now. Yeah, I uh, well, thank you for asking. I'll try to keep it brief because there's a longer winded version of this story. But uh, <laughs> ultimately, a good childhood friend of mine is, is Mr. Eric Swenson, who is our director of operations here. Um, I believe when you guys' first local hires, and we happen to be uh, somewhat neighbors. So somewhere throughout my my career path, I decided to to make a change. Happened to be having a conversation with Eric right around that time. And, and he kind of looped me into what Ad Advance is, what we do, um, how we fit into the world of Amazon. And it's, it's been a ride ever since that, that initial conversation. So um, that got me in the door, started as an account manager. Um, working with with accounts hands-on keyboard learning the tech learning the system really from scratch i think i think everyone here the vast majority of people kind of start in that role and cut their teeth and um my role has kind of evolved into the director of partnerships as you mentioned um which is namely you know helping helping our team grow through, you know, going to these different events, going to different conferences. I, I get to travel with, with you, Joe, which is fun in itself. But I think the point of today's conversation is kind of cover, like, what have we learned from some of these conferences? How do you approach a conference? I think that's something fun that we learned <laughs> together. We've been doing it for some time. And um, yeah, the partnerships that we've kind of pulled out of those things and, and how to go about having an effective conference experience. Yeah, yeah. So some of the major conferences that we'll be going to or have gone to, Prosper Show is always a big one. So we're going to be exhibiting and coming up again in March in Vegas. So that's always been the go-to one. And that one has a special place in my heart because uh, when Matt and I went full-time on this way back in the day, we launched our first website like right before a Prosper Show. And it was when it was a lot smaller than it is now in different location and all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, on our list, we've got Prosper Show. Now, Amazon's been really ramping up their conference game. So we've got Amazon Accelerate. We're going to be exhibiting there. I'm going to get a chance to speak, which will be sweet for that one. And Amazon Accelerate is really geared towards Amazon sellers. It's located in Seattle. They've got a night set aside where you get to go check out the Space Needle and all that good stuff, too. And then Unboxed is another one that's coming up in October. So Unbox is really like Amazon advertising specific. Um, that's in New York. Getting a chance to lead a hands-on keyboard session there, which will be really sweet. And then there's been a ton of other smaller conferences too that we've been able to go to in different areas geared towards different like individual, more local seller communities. Um, so we've got a busy fall coming up. Uh, but Nick, I guess as you're looking at different conferences, like approaching it as a seller coming in, like how do you approach these conferences overall? They can be kind of overwhelming. They can very much so be overwhelming. And I think 
I think there's a certain degree of preparedness that you can have going into one. Um, there's always going to be the experience is what it is. And you're going to, I think, come prepared with ideas of what you want to get out of the conference and sure. then just be open to letting, letting the conference take you where it goes, you know, actively search out those things that you're looking for, but also be open to just joining stuff, doing the networking events, doing the after party stuff. I can't tell you how many times we spent eight hours plus, you know, walking the halls or at a booth or, or speaking or what have you. And then it's like, Oh, there's a cocktail hour. And then there's top golf and there's all these other things we're going to go to, but there's a lot that comes out of those networking events and just being able to enjoy some time with other people in the space in a kind of a non-sales environment, right? Like you don't feel like you're getting pitched something when you walk up to a booth because you can just say, hey, how's it going? What are you doing here? Sure. What brought you here? Um, so yeah, I'd say be prepared, but also be open. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I, I love that because if you come into it and you don't have a good idea on what you're looking for, um, there's so many different opportunities mm. <laughs> on, on what you can do. And I mean, just taking like a conference, say like Prosper as an example, you can spend your whole day just going in and out of different sessions, yeah. um, which can be great in certain aspects, but it can be a challenge in other aspects too. And some of the key challenges as like a speaker at some of these conferences is finding the right level to talk to everybody that's in that conference room. And so that's some of the negative feedback that I hear from some of these different conferences is, you know, okay, that was way too technical or that was way over my head. And so that's where like all the different sessions can be really good for these conferences. But if I had to pick one key thing where I get the most value out of them, it's the networking outside of the mm -hmm. sessions. It's checking out what people are offering. It's the after hours areas where you can really kind of when, I don't know, people just are letting loose and having fun where you can really get to know folks. This Amazon seller community, it's an awesome, amazing community. And you get to see some familiar faces time after time. And so I've had so many key takeaways going to these conferences just from the networking and the relationship building opportunities that are there, which yes, you can have Zoom calls. Yes, you can chat over the computer and everything else like that. But there's just something different when you're in person with people. And I couldn't agree more. I'm a little more old school. I think shaking a hand and looking somebody in the eye means something to me. And if you know me, which listeners don't all that well, but <laughs> I love, I'm genuinely curious about everything, um, what other people are doing. And I think that's something fun about this community is people are so open to tell you about what they're doing and how they're doing it. But a lot of times going back to the networking thing, I think those conversations happen most organically outside of the, the structured events, the, the super sessions or the, um, conferences, not conferences in general, but the, you know, the like sessions, the sessions and the ballrooms and the booths. I think if you can get, get someone's time or have a conversation a little, a little more outside of your typical sales pitch or your typical like elevator pitch, that's really where I found the most value is just, Hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Where are you from? Do you have a family? Um, I think leaving, leaving those conferences with a, a true connection is a completely different feeling than just hopping on a, a video call and talking through features and benefits of, of a tool or a, a service offering. Um, I really like 
leaving there and be like, I could call that person by their first and last name. And I know a little bit about them and yeah. I feel a lot better because of that. Like I, I feel like there's a, a trust established there. And if that's what you're looking for, I think those are these conferences that we're discussing are the place to, to find that. That's where you're going to get to put a face to the name and yeah, kind of take those networking opportunities to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one other key area that I always try to take away from conferences is finding what the theme is or what is the continuous thing that I heard about the entire conference. Mm -hmm. And it really helps to shape perspective too on our general outlook on where things are going to go. Um, it really helps to shape like where our key focus areas are going to be. And so I always try to take a step back to and say, okay, what was the key theme for this conference? What did I hear repeatedly coming up in multiple different conversations? And really it takes a ton of different conversations to be able to touch on that and really get a true underlying feeling for it. Um, Another key piece, and Nick, I mean, this really falls in your wheelhouse, is I love to just walk around the exhibit halls and talk to the different folks in our space. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from the time when, like, I first started as a seller to now, there's so many different resources and tools and services that are out there. It's always cool to hear new takes that people have. And then you can also get, it's the same thing. You can hear different themes on how people are like pitching stuff or talking about it. As you're looking through, like as you're developing partnerships for a client, like what's some key areas that you feel like there's some good opportunities or key areas that, that you've kind of lean towards or really focused on? Um, good question. I would say there's, there's two in particular as of late, one being revenue recovery and reimbursement. I think that's been a, a pretty hot topic lately, as well as kind of a, a tried and true just listing optimization. I think that's one that always kind of comes up. Um, what's the latest and greatest when it comes to how to go about listing optimizing and how does it how does it factor into your advertising? Um, so finding solutions there as well has been kind of a, a fun challenge when going to these conferences. And I think you just shared a great pro tip, which is find a theme. I think that's something as service providers we we do and we discuss internally, but if I'm a seller, kind of keep your ear to the ground or just ask. Ask someone at a booth like, "Hey, you've probably talked to a lot of people here. Like, what's the theme?" I sure. think I think those themes seem to kind of compound as you leave those conferences prosper in particular cuz it's beginning of the year like it's really kind of what carries some weight throughout the remainder of the year. Whatever was the most exciting topic at that time is is really kind of what gets emphasized over the following months. Yeah. Yeah. And one that, one that always sticks out to me, it's obviously I'm focusing on the advertising side, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but we won't cover that. Um, so listing optimization is, is huge. And we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast, but if I'm starting as an Amazon seller or if I've got an established business, but I'm really looking to tune it up, the first spot I'm going to look is not my advertising. It's going to be my listings themselves. And so um, there's all these debates online on what's most important, like traffic or conversion rate. And I'm always going to lean towards the conversion rate piece first. I'm never going to try to optimize the traffic piece first. Mm -hmm. And the key reason is that, all right, I can send all the traffic in the world to a product detail page, but if it doesn't convert, I just wasted a ton of cash probably driving that through advertising. And so conversion rate is so key in establishing your advertising metrics 
and making sure your efforts to generate traffic are not wasted. And then it also helps to spin the flywheel because if you send more traffic to your product detail page and it converts, then Amazon's going to say, okay, this product seems to be a good product because people are buying it. It's mm -hmm. more relevant than this competitor's product. I'm going to start to increase the organic rank. And so that's where I'm always really interested to see for listing optimization, what tools are out there. And two, are these tools or services scalable so I can apply them over like a large category? So Nick, you've been having a lot of conversations with different listing optimization companies. And really from our standpoint, we do have some affiliates established. Mm -hmm. um, but the reason that we establish these affiliates is that we've been able to see it actually work for clients and it helps their advertising too. And so we've been able to screen through a bunch of them. Are there any in particular that come to mind that you've had good success with that you've been seeing like good results for clients? Yeah, actually, so Zon Guru, who's led by John Tilly, uh, a past podcast yeah, guest Yeah, John was uh, on the yours. podcast um, a little while ago talking about AI and all that good stuff. Yeah, and I think I think the conversation with him started at, at least for me, at Prosper this last year. And I know he's been connected with you and kind of in our network for, for some time. But everything, what you just laid out and the relationship between advertising and investing in your advertising, um, but driving, you know, if you drive all the traffic to a, a detail page or any landing page. And I think of everything through the shopper's point of view. If you can't find the information, if it's not readily available, what you were looking for, you know, it's going to affect your conversion rate. Um, so a lot of times, you know, when we're talking with prospective clients about what we can do, you know, we can't put the cart before the horse. This has been a great kind of supplementary partnership that we have with, with Zonguru where users can sign up use their tool to at scale implement different keywords keywords related to your product keywords related to competitors products really looking at you know stacking up your listing versus your main competitors it's an all-encompassing tool it's ai generated um so everything works at just an amazing clip so if you've ever done any hands-on keyboard or like manual listing optimizations this is a, a quite a sight to see but yeah i think i think there's Different fits for everybody, and I think they're a really good fit for people that want to work through multiple listings at once at scale and continue to continually optimize those and continue to see stronger and stronger conversion rates as a result. Yeah, so. what's been cool with that is just it's a systematic approach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you, you can also get a lot of results quickly where you can test different listings too and see what conversion rate is going to lead to the best results. And so, yeah, it, world's evolving very quickly with different AI tools that are out there. Yeah. Um, this has been one that's been cool to see. Like not only do they look at your listing, but they can look at like key competitors to make sure that they're utilizing that to try to increase conversion rate and even a small conversion rate change can have a major impact on how your products are going to perform both on the advertising side and organic ranking and overall sales side mm -hmm. um, so this has been a cool one to see and just like talking about it because I love the approach and the scalability that was always the key struggle that I saw with listing optimizations yeah. before especially if you have a lot of products like how do you systematically go through that so I think it's a cool tool that's out there. 
Yeah, and I think if, if you know Joe, that's that's an important piece to anything is <laughs> can we do this again and can we do it at scale? Yeah, so. can we do it at scale? Can we do it repeatedly too so we can make sure that we're, we've got this consistency in this testing mentality, mm-hmm. um, which, which I think is really cool. And another one that's been kind of fun is like, refund reimbursements. And so I'm sure a lot of people are familiar, but for those that aren't, just want to cover that quickly. Like what is refund reimbursements and why do we need a service for that? It was a key question I had originally back in the day when I started hearing about them. Yeah. And I'll try to keep this as simply as possible. Um, ultimately, if you think about Amazon and what goes on at warehouses and fulfillment centers, everything's being done at scale and accidents happen. Things get lost, things get damaged, things go missing. This is a problem that any Amazon seller can, can likely relate to. And broad strokes here to some degree, Amazon probably owes you some money. Um, that could be a significant amount. That could be ideally less. I mean, that's a good thing, right? They're, you're, you're running a pretty smooth operation if, if there isn't less or isn't as much to be recovered, but missing inbound shipments, uh, lost products in a warehouse, damaged goods. There, there's all sorts of things that you can go look into and look after. And really why these services exist is it's a messy process. It's something that no single person should have to or want to tackle themselves. So people saw an opportunity to create a service around it. And, and we've been fortunate enough to partner with some folks that are, are able to do it at a, at a very, very effective level. Yeah. And so how this looks for a seller is it's really a no lose situation, which is why we want to hit it, like talk through it for everybody who's listening. So if you're not using one of these services, essentially what they do is they'll tie in via the API. They'll pull some different files, see if there's any gaps or holes that they can identify. Um, and then they'll reach out to seller support to try to get you money reimbursed. And then you pay them a fee based off of the reimbursement amount that comes through. And so you're just charged a fee on that and any of the rest of the money comes back to you. And what's cool is it hits the bottom line because it's you know fees that you would have paid mm-hmm. had you not used the reimbursement tool. So there's a good amount that are out there. So I definitely encourage you to check them out. Nick did a deep dive. Um, we do have, again, this is an affiliate agreement, just full transparency, but we can set this up for our clients. So Nick, who, who do you find kind of as, as a leader that you were impressed with? I was thoroughly impressed with seller investigators and the carbon six team. They do a very good job. And I think any, anybody that shops around long enough, will find things that they, things that interest them and things that don't. And I, I can say that with the clients that we've brought, through that process, there's been incremental value for sure driven by by them as a partner. Yeah, yeah. So again, fully encourage you to check out whoever is out there. There's a lot of different options. What has been cool with seller investigators is even if other people have been using other tools, we've tied them in and they've still been able to find some extra cash too. So you, you can use multiple folks too. So um, really, really cool tool that if you're not aware that it's out there, I would definitely check mm-hmm. it out. If you're at conferences, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of folks who are exhibiting too. So feel free to reach out and talk to them and get the specific fix, but yeah, good opportunity to recover some fees just as fees continue to add up on the platform, getting any back, it can have a huge impact to, to profitability overall. Yeah. Um, and bringing that full circle, like these are all kind of partnerships that came out of conferences, right? Yeah. We, we didn't go into them specifically looking for those like originally, but as conversations developed and you start to hear about 
different capabilities from different providers. It's, it's fun to be able to kind of educate yourself around what other people are doing in a friendly environment like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So one, one other partnership that I wanted to personally promote too is so Nick is in charge of our affiliate program. And so for those who are unaware as at advance, we have an affiliate program. Um, and so if you do have anybody, if you're listening to the podcast or following our content and you have anybody who's looking for an advertising provider to help optimize their advertising, we do have an affiliate program and we offer this recurring revenue model. So there's a decent money that you can make um, if you were to refer some folks who are looking for advertising support to us. So I just want to throw out that out there. Yeah. Like you can reach out to Nick at Ad Advance and he'd be happy to talk to you about the details. Details, but it's one that's been fun up to this point. We get a ton of referrals all the time for new clients, um, but we haven't had an official program. So that's been one fun piece that, that Nick has been kicking off. Yeah, I agree. And it's doubly fun for me because I get to, I get to talk <laughs> with more people and really get to see people get rewarded for just spreading the good word. And that's fulfilling in itself. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so, and final plug is if you're going to accelerate, or if you're going to Unbox, uh, Accelerate in Seattle, Unbox in New York, or else if you're in kind of the middle part of the country, we're actually going to, it's the Main Street Summit. It's in Columbia, Missouri, kind of central Missouri too. We've got a ton of contacts there. Accelerate's in September, Unbox is in October, and Main Street Summit's in November. If you're going to any of those three conferences, both Nick and I and other members of the Ad Advance team will be joining. So we'd love to meet up and talk. Feel free to reach out to either of us directly and let's set up some time to meet. Like, yeah, I don't know. With these, it's always so fun to connect with people, especially if you're listening to the podcast or things like that too. It's so fun to just, we have such an awesome community and yeah. I, I really look forward to these conferences. Couldn't agree more. Chopping it up with with the folks that you interact with, whether that's via LinkedIn or or, or what have you, um, it's really enjoyable to get to see somebody in person and sit down, have a conversation, have a meal, share some coffee, whatever it is. So yeah, very open to meeting up with anybody that's that's planning on attending any of those events and looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's sweet. So again, if you're going to any of those conferences, let us know. We'd love to see you. Nick, it was awesome having you join the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And for all those who are listening, as always, we really appreciate you listening to the Ad Project podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode.